the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. The Bible, which is written by God, tells us, who are part of the family of God, how to be the Christians our Father God wants us to be. One of the things we're supposed to do is to be imitators of the one who is the head of the church, our elder brother Jesus. We Christians, who are Jesus' brothers and sisters, are supposed to use Jesus Christ as our example of how we're supposed to live our lives as part of the family. We're to follow Jesus, lead, and do whatever he does and tells us to do. Whatever Jesus does, we're supposed to follow and do. Whatever Jesus doesn't do, we're to make sure that that's something we don't do too. That's because being imitators of Christ is what God the Father told all of us, his children, that we ought to do. Because Jesus did and lived exactly like what God the Father wants all of us to live. God wants all of us who are his to be imitators of Christ. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. Praise God. If you got your Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Ephesians chapter 5 and get ready for a word that's going to be all the way live. A word that's going to aid and assist you in stepping into the fullness of what God has in store for you. Being the you that God ordained you to be and doing what God wants you to do. So if I were you, I'd have an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you today. Because if you've got an ear to hear to say, you're going to know how to walk out of here his way in Jesus' name. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. Being Imitators of Christ. Which is God's plan for me and you. His intention for me and you. And of course, that's what we're going to do. Because we're going to move forward like God wants us to. Living this thing out like God planned for me and you. Being imitators of him in everything that we do. Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to read the foundational text of this teaching. And then we're going to move forward into today's stuff. Which I'm telling you is going to bless your show enough. If you got an ear to hear what the Lord is going to say to you. Ephesians chapter 5. We'll begin reading at verse 1. It reads. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. And walk in love as Christ also have loved us. And have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smell and savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not once be named among you as becometh saints. Neither filthiness or foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, 
For because of these things cometh the wrath of God unto the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. Paul's button off. He's talking to the saints. He's telling them, don't you be partakers of the children of disobedience whom the wrath is going to fall. Because you can be a participant in something that's about to fall. Paul's button off. Verse 8. For ye were sometimes darkness, not, but now are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful work of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore, he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then, that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. And y'all do know these some evil days, right? Praise God. Evil is prevalent in this world. It is spreading in this world. It is manifest in this world. It's common in this world. It's all over the place. But thank God for God's grace. Because in the midst of darkness, God is raising up a people that's going to walk as children of light. In the midst of darkness, where people are doing wrong, God's got a people that's going to do right. In the midst of this world where everything is all jacked up and crazy, people's all stupid and lazy, doing everything outside of what God said do. You know, I'm talking about the church itself. I ain't even talking about the world yet. I'm talking about the church, praise God. That God is raising up a people, a remnant of people that's going to walk this thing like he want to walk. Talk this thing like he want us to talk. And do this thing like he want us to do. Now I'm done talking about me and you. We are the people that God is raising up to be able to live this thing out like he wants us to do. We are the people that's going to walk in the fullness of what God has in store for me and you. We the ones that people are going to be able to look at us as we walk about and see what our God is all about because we're going to be living this thing like God wants us to. We're going to be moving forward into the life that God has in store for me and you. It ain't just about the houses and the cars and the nice places that we can stay. It's just got way more that got to do with that that God wants us to be able to live out each and every day. Because when the car is parked outside, when you go inside, how you going to act? When you, when you leave your house and are no longer near your house, how you going to act? Is anybody hearing me up in here? God is looking for a people that's going to live this thing out like he wants us to do and be followers of him like his word says do. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. We found out already that that word followers means imitators. We found out that that word followers means imitators, which means God wants us to imitate him, mimic him. And, of course, imitators and imitators and mimics are noted by what they do. Praise God. That word do means to act or conduct oneself, to be in action and to behave. So we're going to be able to, people are going to be able to look at us and tell that we've shown enough Christians because of how we act, how we conduct ourselves, how we behave, how we act in action. It ain't about what we got. It ain't about what we own. It ain't about how much money we got. Because, because when I was illegal, I had a lot of money. Praise God. And I wasn't nowhere near God. Is anybody hearing me? So that ain't the criterion. Praise God. Hallelujah. That, that ain't the criterion. I was driving a Benz when I was all wrong. So that's not the criterion at all. Praise God. Silver Benz. Praise God. Driving it straight to hell. Praise God. Doing opposite of everything that the word had to tell. So that's not the criterion, what we have, what we drive, how we live. It's the kind of life that we live. That's the difference between the two. God wants us to be mimics of him and do what he do. 
We found out that that word mimic means an an imitate, to imitate, or to copy an action in speech, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which means we're supposed to imitate God. We're supposed to copy God in action and in speech, and et cetera, et cetera, which means in everything that we do, we ought to be an imitation of Christ like we're supposed to. We found out that word mimic also means to take on the appearance of, simulate, and resemble closely. To take on the appearance of, to simulate, and to be able to resemble closely. Now, we might not be able to get all the way there, but we sure can get as close as we can. Praise God. We might not be able to do every single thing that he do all the time, but we can do as much as we can. We can get as close as we can to the living God, especially since we are close children of God. Praise God, because he said this is going to be done by dear children. Talking about near children, because dear children are beloved children. And beloved children don't mind being like their parents. In fact, beloved children want to be like their parents. Praise God, it's the remote children, the faraway children, the ones that's way over their children that don't want to do what their parents do. They try to live the opposite of whatever their parents live, represent the opposite of everything that their parents represent, but not us. We are dear children. Huios, close children, living this thing out like we want to do, and we walk in life like God wants us to do. But we found out that, 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 that we had help to be able to do that because, once again, we found out that no man has seen God at any time. And so since we haven't seen God, how can we imitate God? That's why God gave us Jesus. One of the reasons for Jesus was to be able to destroy the works of the devil and make sure that everything that the devil did to be able to separate us from him got taken away so that we can get restored on that given day. And for those of us who have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we've been redeemed. We've been, we've, been, we've been bought with the blood of the Lamb, filled with the Holy Ghost. We am. We're on our way to heaven, and we're glad about it. Praise God. We've been reconnected back to God. Bible said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, and all things have become new. He's talking about me and you. And it says, and all things are of God who have reconciled us to himself. Praise God. Drop down a few verses to verse 21. It says that him that knew no sin became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. We are the righteousness of God in him. So therefore, we get a chance to live this thing out like we're supposed to and live this thing out like we're supposed to do. We found out, praise God, that Christ is our example. He is the underwriting. He is the copy for imitation. So we look at him to be able to find out how we're supposed to do. Because when we've seen him, we've seen the Father. When we've heard from him, we've heard from the Father. That's why we're supposed to look unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Author, author. He is the author and finisher of our faith. He the one that wrote this thing out, and he the one that's going to finish this thing out. And he the one that's going to help us complete the work that he started in me and you, and be able to make sure we live this thing out like we're supposed to do. Last time we got together, we found out Jesus is also the firstborn of many brethren. Firstborn. The reason why it's firstborn, because there's some more that born that came after that. We've been born again. And because we got born again, we the, one, we the ones that come after the firstborn. I don't know whether we're the thirdborn, 55th form, 111th, 5th one. I don't know. But we one of the borns up after him. I got any born again believers up in here. Praise God. But we found out as the firstborn, he's the head of the body. And you know, the body does what the head says do. You know, the body does what the head communicates it to. Praise God, because if the body don't do what the head say do, it's a disease involved. Something's going on because the communication is broken and something is wrong up in there. And unfortunately, a lot of the body of Christ ain't doing what the head say do. But that's all right. He's a healer. And we're going to get rid of that disease so that we can be able to live in ease and do what it is we're supposed to do. We found out, praise God, that he is also the image 
of the invisible God. That we might not be able to see God, but we found out Jesus is the image of the invisible God. He is the likeness. He is the statue. He is the profile of the living God. And just like last week, we found out just like Alfred Hitchcock left, left an image on the stage, a profile on the screen, so that he could step into the middle of it and then turn back around after that and say, Good evening. I am Alfred Hitchcock. And everybody can say, yep, that's him all right, praise God, because he just stepped into the profile and everybody saw that was him. Jesus Christ left a profile on this earth for me and you that we're supposed to step straight into and then turn around and say, good evening. I am a Christian. And everybody will say, yep, you really are one all right, because we fit the profile. But unfortunately, so many people don't fit the profile like they're supposed to, that outline view of who we is, who, who we're supposed to be because we're looking at how Jesus did what he did too. We found out that profile is also a short biographical sketch of a subject. Jesus left a short biographical sketch of who he is and what he's about. Praise God. So if anybody tell you that any parts of the Bible is what you're not supposed to pay attention to, run as far away from, away from that fool as you possibly can. Turn them off. Throw out their CD. Come on, what you do, sis? Flee. It's time to get out of Is anybody hear me up in here? Because they lying to you. Jesus is the short biographical sketch that was given to you so that you can be able to look directly into his life and understand what it is that you're supposed to do. Because he said, I don't do nothing other than what I see my father do, and I don't say nothing other than what my father say. He is our example of how we're supposed to live this thing out each and every day. Because Jesus is the image of the father. He is the likeness of the father. He is that statue, three-dimensional image of the father. He is that profile of the father. And he's even got the father's nature too, which means he acts like him and he does it without any difficulty, just like me and you. And ain't nothing like he have to try to do. It's just who he is. That's why when God, when we're going to be imitating our father, what we're really going to do is learn who we really are and begin to live this thing out like we really are who we are. Praise God. And quit imitating and acting like we the world. We ain't the world. We ain't the people. No, we ain't. Praise God. We are, we are Christ. And because we are Christ's children, praise God, we live out what he wants us to do. And we be a carbon copy of him and act like he do too. Because on the carbon copy, everything that's on the top page is on the bottom page. And so just like Jesus is our top page, we are the page to come below it. And every word that's on the top page is on the bottom page. Every image that's on the top page is on the bottom page. And we're going to let this thing out like God wants us to do. To the point that we learned last time that the ultimate aim of Christian life is to display Christ's likeness. The ultimate aim of the Christian's life is to display Christ's likeness. It ain't to go get some money. It ain't to get or keep your honey. It's to be able to live out Christ's likeness. It ain't to get a better job or a career or maybe even to move far or near. No, it's to be Christ-like. That's what our goal is in life. To the point that we, we found out that we ain't going to be satisfied until we have Christ likeness. That when we get off our bed, we want to look in our life and see everything that God said. Because we're going to get there in Jesus' name. Now, I want you to understand today, one of the things I'm going to be teaching about today is the fact that this has always been God's plan for our life. This ain't no new doctrine, man. I went up in this church and they got some new doctrine. I'm scared of that, praise God, because this ain't no new doctrine. In fact, all the way from Genesis all the way through, that's always been God's plan for me and you, is to be able to live this thing out like he wants us to do and conduct ourselves like he planned for us to do. Turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. This has always been God's plan for our life. This has always been God's plan for our life, is to be able to live this thing out like he wants us to live out life. 
1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to read verse 49. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. So we're supposed to bear the image of God Almighty. We're supposed to bear the image of the heavenly. Somebody say the heavenly. heavenly. Verse 49. It says, and as we, now I'm going to come back and do all this in context later. Right now, just for this part of the teaching, we're going to do verse 49. It says, and as we are born the image of the earthy. That's when we got born. When we were born, we bore the image of the earthy. We became earthy. Praise God when we came to this earth. We became earthy. But when we were made earthy, the Bible said we were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. Opposite of everything that God intended for you and me. That's why we sinned. Because we were born sinners. That's why we act so carnal. Because we were earthy. And that's what earthy people do. But he said, speaking of when we get born again, he says, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. That we're supposed to bear the image of the heavenly. Now, that, now we were born earthy, but we got born again. And when we got born again, we got born again heavenly. Because we were no longer born of the things of this earth. We were not born of the spirit. Anybody here born of the spirit? Praise God. So therefore, we're supposed to have the image of that. We're supposed to have been, because now when it says have born, that phrase have born means to wear as a garment of clothing or as an accompaniment. To wear as a garment or clo- of clothing or as an accompaniment. So when we bore the, the, the heavenly, we put on a garment of clothing. It's like putting on a garment of clothing. The Bible calls it the robe of righteousness. That when you became right, you picked up the robe that Jesus wear. You now wear the same garment that Jesus wear. It's called righteousness. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I say this is important because nowadays we all go into a store and we buy what we want. Back then, all the clothing was based upon your family. And all the clothing was based upon what, what lot you had in life. Whereas you could look at a person's clothing and tell them who they were. You didn't have to talk to them. All you do is look at their clothing and you could tell who they were. Which means you could see them coming as they were going there. Because everybody had a certain pattern in their clothes. A certain pat- so when you saw a certain pattern in the garment, only that family wore that pattern. If you saw a certain look on that garment, only that family wore that look. We're wearing Jesus' clothing. Remember the Bible teaches us in Luke chapter 15 when it talks about the prodigal son. Which is of course is, is speaking of, uh, of the return of a, of a person to God. It, talking about the prodigal son. Remember when the son returned, the very first thing that he got him was a, a, a robe. Praise God. He said, go get the best robe. Why is it the best robe? Because it's called the family robe, which means that you get a chance to put on that family robe. When Jesus Christ went to the cross, he took upon your garment and you now take upon his garment. He took upon your garment because he took on your righteousness. That's why he was covered with blood when he was on the cross because our righteousness was as a filthy rag. It was as a bloody garment. Praise God. That's why he was covered with blood when he was on the cross. But his garment dropped and, it's us, and we put it on and, and, and it don't stop. Now we get a chance to look like kings, walk like kings and live like kings. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Hallelujah, because we're wearing his garment. We got on his righteousness. He took upon our righteousness. We took upon his righteousness and we put it on like a clothing. Praise God. I like that. Praise God. In fact, we're supposed to bear that image. Praise God. That word bear means to have a burden. And by analogy, it means to wear as clothing on a constant or or, or a constant accompaniment. We always got it on. We always wearing it. Are you listening to me? Now, you must purposely remember to put this on, though. Praise God. Why is that? Because you were first earthy. 
Now you're, you're heavenly. You were first earthy. And you spent a lot of your years being earthy. And so because of that, what the way most of us still think is earthy. And so we're still trying to live out the life that we used to have rather than live out the life that was purchased for me and you. We're still trying to live out the life, that earthy life, rather than that heavenly life that God's got planned for you. You must purposely remember to put this on and put it on right. Somebody say right. Which means you ain't going to be all sloppy in this thing and all slouchy in this thing. In fact, this thing is fit for you. Oh, I apologize, Lord. Can I reverse it? When you buy earthy clothes, you get it fit to you. You get it tailor-made to you. Make sure it fit like it's supposed to. Whereas the clothes fit to you. But when you get born again, you fit the clothes. Because the adjustment isn't in the righteousness. The adjustment isn't in God's clothing. The adjustment is in you. Which means that if you ain't big enough to wear this, then get a little bigger. If you too big to wear this, get a little smaller. Does anybody hear me up in here? Because you got to fit the profile. The tailoring isn't going to be in the clothing. The tailoring is going to be in you. God wants to tailor you to fit the clothing that it is that he's put on. See, in the earthy, the clothes is adjusted to that. That's why people who still think earthy is trying to find a religion that adjusts to them. That's why a lot of folk like this stupid teaching that's going on right now telling you it don't matter what you do because don't, people don't want to change and alter their life to match what Christ wants for you. So we want a religion that say it don't matter what we do. So I can keep on sinning and still keep on winning. The devil is a liar. Does anybody hear me? And if you listen to the loser who's telling you that, you're going to be a loser for listening to that. Does anybody hear me up in here? Because if you are really destined to reign, then you got to do it like God said do it. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Y'all don't want to work with me up in here. Praise God. Hallelujah. You got to be fit to the clothing. God's going to fit you to match the clothing that he put on you. So that you can fill it out and live it out like you're supposed to do in his image. Now see, this has always been the father's intention for you and me. Is to be like him on earth. It's always been his intention for you and me, for him to, for us to be like him on earth. I'll show it to you. Go back to Genesis, the book of beginnings, chapter 1. Genesis, chapter 1. Before the world twirled, this is what he planned for every man, boy, woman, and girl. Before this dirt even ended up in the sky, this is the plan that God had for you and I. It's to be heavenly and to be able to live this thing out like he intended me and you. First, we look in Genesis, chapter 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, of course, we're looking in chapter one, which is an overview of creation. Chapter one is an overview of creation. He, he hits the highlights, the hot spots. Praise God. But then he comes back in chapter two and give it to you in a little bit more detail and shows you things in a little bit more detail. So that's why it seems like there's a repeating of it in, 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 in two. It is because he's giving it to you now in detail. But we're, we're in the high spots, the highlights. Praise God. Well, that's all the way I have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope you learned a little bit more about what God wants all of us to do. That is, be imitators of the God who made and saved me and you. I hope even more that you're learning the things that we can do to be better imitators of God like He wants all of us to do. So, let's do what God wants us to do and be the imitators of Him that He wants all of us to do. I know I'm going to do it, and I hope you do the same thing too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. 
We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Where the Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon. Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And speaking of coming through, I invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to a very beneficial fellowship that's held at Word of Faith just for you, especially if your desire is to draw closer to one another and to have a better marriage. We invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship tomorrow evening. It's a monthly marriage seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio that'll help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half your pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month where the widest wedded folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in the marriage so that it can be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did that is with or without your boo. And remember, your boo is the one you're married to. I look forward to seeing you this Friday evening at the Covenant Partners Fellowship at Word of Faith. I guarantee that you'll be blessed. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we're in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.